not with me, like, you know, it's wrestling like we're all like this weird big family, you know, watching like people body slam that doesn't make sense to like the outside world, but us. Social media handles. Blame him. Don't do that. I know y'all miss us. We promise that he gonna put these episodes out. Why you throwing him under the bus already? It's cold blooded. We thirty seconds into it, I'm throwing him under the bus. It's Powerbomb Jitsu, baby. We back. Say we back, Darrell. Tell him we back. We back. And you gonna put that shit out? I'm gonna put the episodes out that don't really exist. Yeah. See, you wouldn't admit to it if you ain't do that shit, man. <laughs> yeah, Dom in the building too. What up, Dom? What's going on? What's going on? It is me, Mister Six Foot Nine, JT the Godfather in the house, right here with Powerbomb Jitsu. Man, I'm so glad we got the chance to get this thing to happen. Of course, you can definitely follow us on our podcast at Marcy Mike's available on Twitter, Instagram, which y'all already know if you listen to the show. I'm slacking. And the Facebook, Book of Faces, which I'm damn sure slacking on that, but I'm going to get that shit together. Also, make sure you go to watermaneuver.net to purchase some of our merchandise, including the Wrestling 25-8 t-shirt, because wrestling is 25-8. It's 25 hours a day. It's eight days a week, and you just don't have enough time to keep up with it all. Yes, that's what it is right there. All the plug. So what up, man? Sound like you love it just as much as we do. Oh, man, look, I, I, I've had a love for this since I can remember. Uh, you know, ever since uh, being able to walk, uh, I've had a love for it. 
Uh, I blame it's generational. So like like I listened to your show in the past, uh, my grandmother is one of the ones who grew up professional wrestling, but that was actually uh, done by my, my aunts and uncles by watching it when it wasn't supposed to. And long story short, my grandmother fell in love with the American dream, Dusty Rhodes, baby. And after that, it was all over, as they say, the rest is history. Oh, yeah. See, you, my grandma and your grandma would have been beefing. Because, see, my grandma used to like Ric Flair. So whenever they would have went head to head, we would have been on different sides. Man, I'm not even going to lie. This is a true story, and we can confirm this with, with my uncles and mine and my pops. But my grandmother actually bought weapons to the arena when when Ric Flair and Dusty Rhodes wrestled in Alabama because she despised Ric Flair. She Damn. thought Ric Flair was the, the salt of the earth. She thought Ric Flair was the, the, the devil walking here on earth. She absolutely hated Ric Flair. But she, for, for some reason, she, she liked Harley Race, but she was just in love with Dusty. And anyone that went against Dusty, she was not a fan of. Mm-mm. What did she bring for him to hit Rick with? She bought she bought her cane. Uh, <laughs> she bought her cane to do that. And then the story goes, I think she had a brick inside of her purse. And I'm actually talking about oh, oh, brick. <laughs> Rick's about to get laid out. Damn, Rick. You almost got cracked. That's amazing right there. Man, oh man. I love that generational shit. I love it growing up. Not understanding it. And then going back and watching it on the network. Like all the episodes you seen as a kid. You didn't understand storylines. All you seen was niggas getting slammed. <laughs> different characters. You go back and look at that shit like Doink the Clown. I didn't know he was supposed to be evil. Shit. He was just a clown to me. The music didn't like tip you off or nothing? Nah, bro. I was into all that crazy shit. You wasn't scared. And he got his ass kicked most of the time when I was watching. So it ain't nothing nothing scary when you lose, man. (laughs) (laughs) Just ignored everything else. Just fuck it. (laughs) He cool. You know them big scary characters, man. They didn't lose all their flame. When they start getting pinned. Was it um, Mordecai? It was like the good Undertaker dressed in all white and everything like that. Yeah, that was it that was. Mordecai. It was Mordecai. I mean, it worked for him. He got to come back as uh, Kevin Thorne, but I mean, that was a few years later, though. Nah, I don't think people was feeling that too much. Kind of looked too much like Scott Steiner with some hair. <laughs> but sometimes it's not it's not their fault no, they, they, they get some kind of gimmick they try to make it work and it's like the crowd's not messing with it and then it's like it's over for them and like they can't really recover from it oh yeah if the crowd ain't feeling that shit no matter what you come back at nah bro you was trying that shit out before man but it do work for some people Husky Harris can you imagine Husky Harris versus Finn Balor at SummerSlam I can. He's a tank with a Ferrari engine. You know, one day he'd be a great WWE champion because Husky Harris has what it takes to be champ. You know what I mean? I feel it. Husky Harris for champ. Husky Harris could be world champ if this was a totally different universe 
and I, I hate I hate to tap into the comic universe with it. This was like a multiverse, possibly, but in Earth One, present Earth, nah, fam, it, 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 it's just not happening. <laughs> I just don't see us yeah. being being in, in anyone that would have got pushed. Not even like a little push. Uh, I tell you what, the further the furthest he probably would have been pushed is just pushed to the scale of how many pounds that he gained. But other than that, I don't see him getting pushed in a major feud. Speaking of that, what about SummerSlam, y'all? Y'all excited? Y'all looked at the card? You looked at the card, Darrell? Man, you know I ain't looked at it. I don't know. The card pretty cool, like, match-wise. I don't know. Um, it just doesn't excite me. Like, Goldberg versus Dolph Ziggler. Like, who's getting hyped for that in 2019? Like, it just doesn't make any sense to me. Like, why would they even bother bringing Goldberg back? Like, for what? Some of that Saudi check, you gotta burn some of that out still. E.O. E.O. down. <laughs> like, nah, bro, come back. No. <laughs> uh-uh. That ain't how you going My- out. Yeah, but my thing is like that. Like, I seen Goldberg in a Saudi Arabia show, and I, I told myself, I don't want to see him wrestle again. Just let him just phase out. But I understand that Goldberg wants that one last hurrah. And like, you know, people don't want to remember Goldberg from that last match. And Dolph Ziggler is going to sell his ass off to Goldberg to make him look good. And it might be his final ride out to have Goldberg go on a high note. Man, Goldberg don't need to go on a high note. Like, Ain't never gonna be no high note for dudes like us, cause we just remember Goldberg as the dude who kicked Bret Hart in the head and ended his career. That's it. Oh come on, man. <laughs> I mean, but yeah, yeah, you're, you're you're right. I mean, Gold Goldberg uh, as a character was he he was this mystique, and unfortunately, he he got exposed for not being able to carry a match longer than what, seven minutes or, or so. But at the same time, yes, Saudi Arabia was, uh, unfortunately, was a super letdown instead of a super showdown between Undertaker and Goldberg. And uh, it, it, it didn't end off right now. Like you did say, having Dolph Ziggler face him, I mean, let's just face it, Dolph Ziggler is this generation's, I'm not going to compare him to Shawn Michaels, but, I'm going to compare him to Shawn Michaels in the sense of selling. Out of these two, I don't know who sells the best. I mean, if you look at Michaels' old matches, man, did Michaels sell every single move. If you look at Dolph Ziggler, Ziggler's been selling ever since he's been on the main roster. Uh, there's no, there's nobody that sells like Dolph Ziggler. And even, even when he oversells move, it doesn't look overly cheesy. It just looks like, damn, this person really just fucked him up. But other, but but other than that, I mean, you know, is it is it something that that the WWE universe was asking for? Oh, this would be a great dream match. No, uh, like like you already alluded to, we already know this is this this is the same thing they did for the Undertaker when the Undertaker came back and teamed with Roman Reigns. It was almost in a sense to help watch watch that better taste out of everyone's mouth from the super letdown show in Saudi Arabia. Now, whether or not this is going to wash the taste out of our mouths uh, watching this SummerSlam um, pay-per-view, which is going to be live on the WWE Network. And for you all who have not subscribed yet, if you're a brand new subscriber, go ahead and get the WWE Network 
for free and go ahead and watch this show. I also watch NXT. And if you haven't checked out the WWE's new update on their platform, it is 10 times better than that bullshit that I had uh, three weeks ago. It looks a lot better, but definitely tune in and check it out. But we don't know what the outcome of this match is going to be. I'm bullshit. We know what it's going to be. Goldberg's going to go over. And, uh, you know, with that being said, once Goldberg does go over, will it wash the taste out of everyone's mouth? Nine times out of ten, no. But would it actually kind of help him go off on a better note? Yes. Do we need to see another Goldberg match? Not necessarily. I, 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 me, personally, I was done with seeing Goldberg matches once he won the Universal title. Man. I don't know. Like, I get it. Some of the fans, like, over there, they love it. That's what they want to see. They want to see these old guys. But, like, they just keep getting injured. And none of them are going to have that great last match in Saudi Arabia. Like, didn't Triple H just um, tear his peck at the last Saudi Arabia show? Like, come on. Nah, that's a different one, I think. Okay, I see. But, yeah, I don't, I don't know, man. I'd rather see Dolph Ziggler go over. Like, I know it's not going to happen, but there was a time when Dolph Ziggler, like, was world heavyweight champion, and he was pretty good at it. Uh, but now he's, like, stuck in the mid-card, and he's not even, like, the last mid-card boss-level guy that you need to overcome to get to the next level or anything. Like, I don't know. Like, he's just kind of stuck in the middle. Like, he's not really doing anything. All of his promos sound the same. All of his feuds are the same. Like, I just don't get it. I mean, he still gets crowd reactions, but, like, what's going on with his career at this point? Like, what do they even do with Dolph Ziggler now? Like, I don't know. Goldberg didn't know where to go. I think he's Dolph is just there. Like, he's like a good mid-carder, you know? He's like one of them, like, the mid-carder guy just sit there and just, like, just work the mid-card, you know? Like, you know, like I say, like certain people that's always just meant for the mid-card and always, like, just, just been in the mid-card, just wrestling. Like, I get that. Like, Lance Storm said it. You always need mid-card dudes. Like, everybody can't be a championship holder. Everybody can't be the top guy all the time. But, like, Dolph isn't doing anything in the mid-card, like, ever. Like, he'll leave for a few months. Then he'll come back. But he'll never do anything exciting, like... It's just the same thing over and over again. Like, rinse and repeat. Like, he's not even, like, the king of the mid-card. Like, he needs to be, like, the final boss of the mid-card at this point. And he's not even that. He's just a cheap one. <laughs> I mean, at, at this point, I mean, with Dolph Ziggler, uh, actually a pretty cool guy. I got a chance to have a couple conversations with him. But, you know, at this point, this is what I'm looking at with him. Okay, he's made his money. Dolph ain't never got to win another heavyweight title ever in his career again because why? He's already done it. There's nothing that you can do to take it away. As long as he has one, he's already etched his name with, with, within that great lineage of uh, world heavyweight champions. Uh, do, I, do I think he deserves to have another title run? Yes. Uh, will it happen? Probably not. Uh, only, only due to the fact is that they've they've hit the start and restart button so many times with this guy 
over the last uh, seven years. I mean, just think about uh, what was it, 2000 and uh, I want to say 2015. Um, yeah, it was 2015 when Sting returned at the Survivor Series. Uh, I'm sorry, no, it was 2014 when Sting returned to the Survivor Series, and you know you had him inside that match uh, to get everyone's jobs back for everyone that's been fired by the authority. And you would have thought that would have been a great time to go ahead and get this guy a major push. What happened? Nothing. So I don't I don't expect anything to happen from this. I mean, Dolph has a lot of things going for himself. He has his comedy, which is doing pretty good uh, as far as his ticket sales and, you know, the places that, that he's touring. I mean, he also has a chance to, to go into acting. Uh, you know, he doesn't necessarily have to quote-unquote, be the guy, be the guy carrying carrying the brand. At this point, he's been there 10, yeah, he's been there at least 10 years. So, you know, there's there's no point at, at this point throwing another title on him. I mean, it's a lot different than Kofi's situation, uh, who, you know, scratched and clawed, scratched and clawed, and finally got a WWE Championship opportunity. Uh, it's just uh, looks like Kofi's run is going to be longer than Dolph's. So that's all it is. I mean, Kofi's run should be longer than Dolph's. Like, he's passing up some big names. Like, I think he's about to pass up Edge. And there's only a few more times before he passes, like, Eddie. And they're kicking ass on the way, though, too. He's been beating everybody. Yeah, and hopefully he sticks with it a little bit longer. Like, looking at the dudes he's already passed. Like, he's passed Dean Ambrose, Del Rio, Chris Jericho. Roman Reigns, Batista, Jeff Hardy, Rob Van Dam, Husky Harris. Like, he's passed a lot of dudes. Like, the next big run, like, it'll be like uh, The Miz, Jinder Mahal, uh, Sheamus, Daniel Bryant. And a lot of those dudes have, like, more than one run. So, I think Kofi uh, hang around with it a little bit more. I mean, he's getting a lot of, like, advertisements, shoe deals, and stuff like that. So, I think he's got a couple more in him. Um, I know Edge was... I think he's going to do it. You think so? I mean, I don't see why not. Like, like if you look at the dudes he's been defending against versus the guy Seth Rollins has been defending against, like, he's been putting on some killer matches. <laughs> Crowd still likes Kofi, so... I think he'll get past him. Um, I just don't know if he'll still be champ in, like, October when the Saudi show comes around. But I think he'll hold on for a little bit more, you know. Okay, mark my words. Mark my words. And I'm probably going to get my my black card revoked for this. Uh, I'm probably going to catch a lot of flack for this. Kofi will not surpass Jinder Mahal's title reign. Nah, don't don't do Kofi like that. I'm not doing Kofi like that. I'm not doing Kofi like that. I'm telling you what's doing Kofi like that. The ticket sales, the attendance, the merch. So yeah, Kofi Kofi's selling merch, but he's not he's not selling the, the level of merch that, that, that they're used to getting out of the guys who carry the the top titles. I mean, you know, the same the same thing goes for Seth Rollins. I mean, Seth Rollins wasn't wasn't uh, drawing as much numbers as they thought he would. So, man, but Kofi is drawing way more numbers than Seth Rollins. Like, 
people actually like Kofi. Ain't nobody excited to see Seth Rollins as Becky Lynch's boyfriend on Raw anymore. Like, like he's not gonna sell the same kind of merch as Kofi is. Like, we seen Seth before. Like, he's not new and exciting. Like, he's not doing anything groundbreaking or anything like that. So, Kofi still like leads ahead of him right now. I feel like Steph Rollins, it's pretty much, I don't know, in the category, like he's better at chasing for the championship than actually being a champion, if that makes sense. No, it makes sense, because some dudes, like, you rather see them chase after the championship than actually be champion. Like, like even all the way back to, like, Macho Man Randy Savage or Rey Mysterio, like, some dudes just look better chasing it, you know what I mean? Like, uh... Who's another guy? Like, Mankind. Like, he had three reigns, but everybody remembers he's just better for chasing the belt. So, it's not crazy to believe, especially because, I mean, his championship performances have been a little lackluster. Like, I don't know. With Seth, like, he becomes champion, then he faces all the same people he faced before in his last championship ring it's like I don't see what the point is like he came out every week they told us he was Becky Lynch's boyfriend he said ah I'm a fighting champion and then he took on the same dudes he took on in his last ring like none of that stuff is memorable like I can't even remember who the last dude Seth Rollins took on for the belt was besides like Brock Lesnar like Kofi his stuff is memorable because he's like he's got the green light he can call out Seth Rollins like I mean it's just more the same like forgettable stuff like and I don't know where it's gonna go with it like like what's the point that's uh, that's the most important question there and uh unfortunately uh it just has not been a uh, a meaningful title title ring. I mean, to be honest, his his recent title ring was just just as meaningful as the Big Show winning the WWF Championship for one day, literally. And that's how that's how meaningful this uh, championship run, or should I say, this past run that Seth Rollins had with the Universal Championship was to me. And it, it was just pointless. It was it was just as pointless as Kane. Uh, winning the WWF championship from Stone Cold and Undertaker in, in that triple threat match. I mean, honestly, it, to to me, I'm I'm glad Paul Heyman's in charge because this this reset that they're doing well it, it has been good. Uh, maybe we get a good clear clear and defining story of Seth Rollins regaining the title, but honestly. I, I like to see someone else challenge Brock Lesnar and someone that hasn't challenged Brock Lesnar. And the person I have in mind hasn't been on TV. You know, I'll take you Lashley, know. man. I'm going with Lashley, bro. Everybody wants Lashley and, like, run out of time because he's injured. But I would love to see Lashley versus Lesnar. And I would love to see WWE. Go go back and do go back and do a Lions Den match, kind of like how they did with Ken Shamrock and Owen Hart. But this time, do it do it right there in the middle of the ring. Drop all the ring ropes uh, and put a and 
and put a round, a round cage around the ring and make it sort of like an octagon and let those guys go at it. No ropes. No. Like, they got to do it quick. Like, both of the dudes are getting a little bit up there in age, and it's like they keep avoiding it. Yeah, I don't need I don't need them pulling the trigger ten years from now, and they're at another Saudi show. We have Brock Lesnar versus uh, Bobby Lashley, and God knows how how long they'll wait to do that. But I don't want to see a Brock Lesnar out of his prime, and I don't want to see a Bobby Lashley out of his prime. I mean, they're a year apart, like or like forty two and forty three, so we're getting there pretty quickly. You know what I mean? Oh, definitely agreed. Like, I don't know. They, they've been avoiding it for the longest, but, like, they need to hurry up and get it done. Like, this is the first time where they're both, like, in the company at the same time. Like, when Brock was first around, he, there was no Bobby. And then Bobby comes in while Brock's on. And then Bobby goes off, does MMA, does Impact. And when he comes back... Brock's not there anymore, and now you got them both at the same place, same time, and they're not doing anything with it. Like, I don't even see the point. Like, there was a point where Bobby Lashley beat Roman Reigns, and then he lost the number one contendership match to Roman, like, the next week over. Like, I just don't see why they're avoiding this match so much when it's basically like printing money. It's a dream match people want. Who else would y'all see challenge Brock? Like right now, the thing threw at him. That it it, it could be good. Because he fucked up everybody for real on the show, man. Don't see nobody but Lashley. Mm, I think it's time we have Heath Slater step up, you know? I mean, practice, respect to his kids, body slam. Heath Slater would be perfect. That's what I want to see take on Brock. Give a new guy a shot. I'm good on that one. I'll pass. <laughs> Man, you got some history, so I see why it would make sense to you, Darrell. I see why you would want to see it. You got to get some gift back. Hang on. Hang on, guys. Give me Matt Riddle versus Brock Lesnar. I don't, I don't know why. You always say you want to retire. You want to retire Brock Lesnar, and that's like, that'll be the, the way to this. Damn. Well, that match ain't happening. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, no, that, that that makes great booking sense. I mean, having two legit athletes like that, mixed martial arts uh, background, uh, both of them having a uh, wrestling background, uh Matt Riddle having a multitude of backgrounds and mixed martial arts. I mean, I think it would be a perfect match to have. But once again, it would have to be done. And I'm pretty sure WWE will probably call it a Brock the Gun, as Paul Heyman likes to say. But uh, but I, I, I would love to see uh, Matt Riddle versus Brock Lesnar. Not sure when it would happen because, uh, as the rumor does go, NXT does look like it's going to be coming to Fox Sports 1 with the live show. Uh, so um, I think NXT needs to keep and harbor all the talent that they can right now if they're going to be competing with AEW on Wednesday nights. Uh, but it, it, if it's a interpromotional match where you have 
an XC guy versus a raw guy, then I'm all for it. But if we're talking about calling up Matt Riddle uh, before 2020, or should, should I say uh, before before the end of 2020, I don't want to see that just yet. But I want to see NXT get established as a live weekly syndicated uh, TV show and be able to build off the roster and have a strong roster before you talk about shipping guys out like, you know, Matt Riddle and, you know, you have your Undisputed Eras and your Velveteen Dreams. I'm not saying that these guys would not make it on the main roster. I'm more so worried about what does that do when they take too many talent away from NXT because we've, we've seen what they've done when they've taken too many talent from NXT and NXT has, has, has had that, the reset button. And uh, so far, so good as far as in the reset button, especially with the breakout tournament and, you know, guys guys that, that we've seen on the indies that are, that are, have made their NXT debut. Uh, guys like uh, Swerve, guys like ACH, uh, guys guys like Garza Jr. I mean, it's just so, so many people in there. Uh, Samuel Shaw, uh, now Dexter Loomis. I mean, so they they have a lot of talent that they can definitely work with, but I don't think pulling Matt Riddle anytime soon would be a wise move. I think right now their best bet, like I say, if they're going to do Riddle versus Lesnar, and if they both can pass a drug test, uh, it would have to just be an interpromotional match, probably a one-off. But uh, don't call up any guys from NXT anytime soon and, and, and to, until we see what happens within this first year of competition. Um, I'll tell you what happens if NXT calls up too many people too soon. They just sign whatever is left of the Ring of Honor roster. That's all they got to do. <laughs> that's a good one. That, that's a good one. That, that's, that, that is true. Uh, but, you know, right right now, it's, it, it's a crazy time to, to be a wrestling fan. You just have so many people um, moving around the boards. Uh, speaking of moving around the boards, I don't know if you guys heard the rumor, but uh, Nick Aldis just recently turned down an offer from AEW, which is uh, con- confusing to a lot of the big AEW marks out there. But, you know, not everyone's going to sign on the dotted line, just like everyone's not going to sign with WWE. Uh, but yes, they, they got turned down by him and his reason was being that, you know, they didn't want him to continue what he was doing with the NWA. And when I say NWA, I'm not talking about Ice Cube, Dr. Dre, DJ Yellow and, uh, MC Ren. I'm talking about the National Wrestling Alliance, but, uh, you know, they, they didn't want, they didn't want him to continue the work that he was doing with them, which he's dedicated, the, I want to say, the last two years with that company. And for that matter, I, I don't see WWE do, doing it either. I mean, I think it would be a great fit, being as if, you know, they own majority of the NWA's library on the network. It would be, make perfect sense for Billy Corgan to go ahead and just say, you know what? Let's just bite the bullet, and maybe maybe we can get our weekly show on the WWE Network. But I'm pretty sure, being a businessman, he wants to he wants to establish his own path. But uh, that's just one of the rumors floating around out there. Uh, how do you all feel about that news? Him turning down AEW, which is uh, supposedly the the savior of professional wrestling. I like it, just for the simple fact, like you said, not everybody just going to sign. I mean. 
he's not even the first person to like turn down a deal. Like Jordan Grace, she turned down a deal with AEW. Like I think Rob Van Dam, he turned down a deal with AEW. His whole thing was like people keep saying AEW has so much money, but it's like RVD has impact money or something like that or impact has rvd money but i don't see the love for nick aldis but at the same time i think a lot of people are turning down AEW deals because well it's not really like a sure thing like sure like they're the hot thing on the planet and everything like that and they're selling out all their shows but they're doing like one pay-per-view every three to four months like, we don't even know what's going to happen with the weekly show yet. It's not a sure thing. Like, you sign a contract with this place, and then they don't sell out any of their shows for the next two years after the main weekly show happens. And what? You're just stuck in a shitty contract. Um, like, I, keep, I know I'm going to get a lot of crap for this, but until they've had, like, a weekly show running for, like, six months, they just... It's not, it's not going to be the savior of professional wrestling. Like, I think a lot of the dudes behind the scenes or wrestlers, like, they see things that fans don't necessarily see. Like, they have to think in the long term. They have to think about the future. And maybe AEW throws a lot of money on the table, but will AEW be there six years from now? Like, I know they say, oh, they got a billionaire owner, but... Dixie Carter got billionaire parents. Didn't make a difference. So, I don't know. I like that he turned down the deal. I think there's a lot of people that turned down the deal, but didn't really say anything. So, who knows? My thing is, just like, wait and see, pretty much, approach. And with Nick Audis, it's like, I understand. Like, he, he was the one that really put the... NWA on his back and said, hey, I'm the champion, and he defended it, like, all over the place. He's wrestling, like, in China and stuff, and, like, just just putting on all matches anywhere he can go just to, you know, represent his brand. So he signed over there and then, like, lose it, like, to a, a, in a dumb match and be mad, like, he could have just stayed champion where he at instead of coming over here, you know? No, no, no I definitely, I definitely agree, agree with what you're saying. I mean, that was kind of like the whole thing from all in last year, having Cody go over and having Cody win the championship. And then literally, when I say literally, uh, less than two months at NW, NWA 70, uh, he ends up winning the title back from Cody. Uh, you know, did it give the title a little bit more steam behind it? And people always give me flack for saying this. I mean, it gave it a little bit, but here's the thing. And I, I'm going to keep saying this, and I honestly don't care who gets mad. Uh, but Cody Rhodes is is Cody Rhodes a great wrestler? Yes. If Cody Rhodes would have never joined the Bullet Club in New Japan, and if he would have never went to ROH, would Cody Rhodes be? He'd be James Storm. I don't even want to throw a shot at James Storm real quick because I'm trying to get him on the show. <laughs> okay, I got you. I got you. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, I like James Storm though. Like, I just need him to sign somewhere. He won't sign with WWE. Didn't want to sign with the New Impact. Too. Where are you going, James? You're not with AEW. Where? Where you at, bro? 
I mean, but uh, the, the whole the whole thing is, and uh, the the add on to, to your note there, James Storm is actually with the NWA. Uh, okay, <laughs> he's he's with the NWA, and that's not the group. That's actual the the wrestling uh, organization. But uh, but to go back to what I was saying about Cody, uh, you know, if Cody would never join the Brother Club, would Cody be in a position that he's in right now? No. And uh, the same the same thing that goes for for the Bucks and Omega. And th- things of that, that sort. I mean, am I happy for what they're doing uh, to the wrestling world? You're damn right I am because it, it gives people more chance to uh, look at different products. And it, it, it's able to feed a lot of guys who, who love this business and who does this for a living. But I'm not going to overhype him more than what, what he is. I mean, basically what it boils down to it is if he never joined that, that illustrious group, then I honestly don't think that he would have been over as he is right now because let's just be honest, his impact wrestling run was to say the least, lackluster. Lackluster. I mean, it was absolutely horrible. Uh, And it's like, uh, to me, it it, it was definitely a godsend having Cody meet up with the Bucks and ROH in Japan. And, you know, I thought, I thought it was great. The, the one thing that I take away from it is when those guys decided to start their own company, they took a lot of the fan base with them. And all of a sudden, a lot of these fans are now AEW for life. And it's like, well, you do know just last year, if I looked at your Twitter page, you were saying that New Japan Wrestling is going to knock over WWE. And now that AEW is a thing, now New Japan doesn't stand a chance to knock over WWE. So it's kind of confusing. Uh, you know, I don't know who who you riding with. Like, are you really riding with them, or are you just dick riding because there's a new company? But you know, that that's not here for me to say or me me to go ahead to disagree or or, or agree on. But I just do know this: uh, AEW is doing wonderful things. I mean, they just sold out their first weekly television show uh, uh, live taping there in DC, and you know, it's just just to show that people are interested in what's going to be happening with this company. Now, will every show be a sellout? I don't necessarily think so because. Not everyone's going to sell out every single time. I mean, and then you have to look at if you're playing at a smaller venue, it should be easier for you to move six, six thousand or seven thousand tickets uh, versus trying to perform inside of a, a stadium or arena that holds anywhere from uh, from twelve to fifteen thousand, or you know, stadiums that hold sixty to to a hundred thousand people. So it's it's gonna be easier to sell smaller venues. Now is this gonna be sold every single time these guys do a show? I don't think so, but you know, I've been proven wrong before. So like like I've said before, I hope for the best, I always prepare for the worst. There was a company that started up right after WCW started up. The name of that company was World Wrestling All Stars. And it had every single star that was not signed by the WWF at the time. That that had not been accurate, that had that had not been acquired inside that deal when they signed with WCW. You had some major hitters, uh, excluding of course Hulk Hogan, excluding Scott Hall and Kevin Nash, and of course the ones that signed with the WWE. But they had a lot of heavy hitters, and unfortunately, 
they weren't able to stay around over over a year. So I don't wish that fate on AEW. I hope they surpass it. I just don't want everyone to throw all their eggs in one basket. Kind of get your your eggs and spread them around and look at some of these other promotions that are just as good. They just don't have as much money as AEW. I mean, I love MLW. Uh, I, I love Ring of Honor uh, far, far as what they're doing. New Japan's another good one uh, to take a look at. And, of course, Impact is doing good things. Unfortunately, it's hard to find their channel on the, the Hunting and Willing channel or the Outdoor channel. Yeah, you can stream it every Friday night to be on Twitch. Yes, you can. You can watch it on Twitch. But for the people that don't game or don't have a, a system, which to me, it's 2019. If you don't have some type of system inside your house, then uh, I would say that you're probably over the age of 40. Uh, but uh, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I mean, even the channels they are on, like I get the channel and I don't watch it on there because it's it's terrible. Like one week they just replay the old episode like how do you just go replay the episode from last week and then there was another week they went to commercial break and they just showed the same commercial over and over again for the rest of the episode like they didn't show any other commercials or anything like that you get those uh visual tack glasses like they really got to find another tv deal because those dudes suck for real yes it does it, it, it definitely sucks i mean Man, I, I I wouldn't wish that TV deal on on my worst enemies. But uh, <laughs> but another another thing uh, I wanted to ask you all about. So you have the next few takeover Toronto coming up, which to me uh, it's uh, definitely definitely going to be a great card. I mean NXT never disappoints at, at a takeover. I haven't found one that's been awful or uh, just not worth my time. I mean, even even with the last NXT takeover that popped up, NXT takeover twenty five, which just popped up literally out the blue. It wasn't like it had a very long build for an NXT twenty five, and it turned out great. Now, my whole thing is with this NXT takeover Toronto. I am looking forward for this being uh, one of the best ones of the year. I mean, you have great matches on that card. You have, of course, Adam Cole versus. Um, Johnny Gargano and a two out of three falls match, which I don't know why they just won't go ahead and call it the three stages of hell like they did with Shawn Michaels and Triple H at Armageddon. You just got to keep PG. Yeah, you got to keep it three, uh, uh, PG, but I just think that that works better, three stages of hell. But you, you, you have that match. Uh, you have, of course, Shayna Baszler versus the HBIC, Mia Yim, uh, which I'm looking forward to that match as well. You also have the tag team uh, champions uh, in the Street Profits versus the Undisputed Era. Um, you have Double Team Dream in a triple threat match versus Pete Dunne. And, of course, Roger Strong. I mean, man, this car is just shaping up to be something that is definitely going to be a card to be talked about. And, of course, you can't forget Matt Riddle versus Killian Dane. I mean, this, this is going to be one over-the-top uh, NXT card that's going to be presented to us on Saturday, and I'm probably I'm probably just going to leave work early and just say fuck it because I I want to make sure that I'm able to be in the place. I Man, I understand it's on the network, but you know you know how Twitter is. As soon as something happens, it's right there, and I don't want to have to be looking at Twitter and someone's already told me the results of the match. 
Yeah, that Velveteen Dream, Pete Dunne, and uh, Roger Strong match might be the match of the weekend, in my opinion. It's like, Dream always brings in takeover, and it's at, like, them two other elements, it's going to be, like, so dope. And, like, the build-up of them three has been pretty uh, good so far. And then we all respect it with uh, Johnny Gargano and... Uh, Adam Cole's gonna do. They always tear the house down when they always link up. So they got like like really really good chemistry when they uh, wrestle together. I think uh, Street Profits are gonna lose. Like they kind of already been called up to Raw. Like even if they don't wrestle, they're there every week doing backstage like recaps of the episode so far. So I don't really see them winning, but I mean it'll be a good match since. I mean, they're already called up, and they're called up for a reason. But I don't think they're getting called up. I think they're just, what's it called, there just to promote NXT. Because every time you see them in interviews, they got the tag team titles on. And I feel like this is giving them exposure until, like, they move to FSN Ohio. And so, like, hey, look, at these are the guys that was on Raw and SmackDown. Let's check them out on their brand and see what they're about, you know, for or the people who don't watch really NXT or nothing like that regularly. Because if they call them up, it's like NXT, they got tag teams, but like they, I feel like they just, they, they still need them too to be in a tag team division. Yeah, I, I, I definitely agree with that. I mean, they definitely need a strong tag team there. I mean, one of my things I hated is when they called up the, 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 the War Raiders. I'm sorry, the, the Viking experience. No, that's not their name. The Viking Raiders. Uh, I guess they're two football teams merged together to create one name, but whatever. Uh, I thought that was the dumbest thing they could have did, and I think Triple H was definitely blindsided by that because they were in the middle of a feud, and, well, we're just going to leave the titles here and have you all fight for it at a ladder match. It turned out to be a great match. You know, uh, Kyle O'Reilly definitely um, messed up his back for us uh, for that match, but uh, NXT does need strong tag teams, and unfortunately, yeah, the Street Profits are going to get called up. But my question is, who do you send back to NXT? Because okay, so we've seen the emergence of I mean, Fandango and uh, Tyler Breeze are there. Yeah, yeah, see, they're already there, but see, we, we need another team to be called back, and I think if you're going to send any team back, that really needs that that resurgence in their career, like really, really needs it. Go send back the Ascension, because they've had nothing but bullshit thrown their way ever since they got called up to the main roster. I honestly forgot they worked there. See what I mean? See what I mean? Yeah, but I think you should send back the Authors of Pain. Like first thing they did when they got up there was get rid of um, Ellering. And then they didn't do a damn thing afterwards. Like, send them back. Yeah, doing Drake Maverick. <laughs> doing Drake Maverick for... Yeah, that was awful. I mean, he, he'll manager, face GM. Like, I don't get the point. But yeah, Ascension does definitely need to go back. And I feel like Apollo Crews, too, he needs to go back. Smile. Because, like, he's just there on, a, on SmackDown. He had, like, a... A match. He smiles. Well, Kashida, that match was dope, but he didn't. He seemed to go back there too. I feel like he was caught up way too soon, you know. I mean, outside of uh, 
NXT, WWE doesn't really take tag team wrestling too serious. Like, I don't, I don't see why people don't get that. Like, they don't really care about tag teams. Yeah, they, they, uh, they don't really see the take tag team wrestling serious, but uh, it, it's definitely. There's definitely a, a lot of holes holes to be filled uh, on all sides of the roster, uh, but man, let's knock out some of these predictions. So, who do you have winning the uh, NXT Championship out of, of course, Gargano and Adam Cole, baby? Cole. No, actually, I want I want to switch that over to Gargano. I think he's gonna. He's going to get it back. Yeah, a pick is going to be... It might be Johnny Gargano, because I think I think he's going to interfere somehow. Tommaso Ciampa, he might just hit him with a crutch or something like that and like help him win. Totally. Hmm. It might happen. You never know. Just like, that's what I'm thinking. I hope it happens, but if it don't... And Johnny Gargano wins, like I'm all for it. Okay, I, I can see that. I'm not gonna lie, uh, I do like your theory of Trump coming back, but I think it's the exact opposite. I think Trump comes back and he turns on Gargano, uh, and Adam Cole retains, and I think that closes out the show. And then we get another continuation to the feud that never got a chance to fully end. What do you mean if you never ended? Like, didn't you see when it got called up and they became a tag team on SmackDown? That that was in their feud, right? That was it. The dream has no memory of that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's like one of the things. They like, they can fight forever, and that feud has been really good, and it hasn't been stale. Cause like you know some feuds have been going on for a long time, you get like tired of it, and it's like. You really can't do nothing much with it. And they always keep on adding like more elements, more elements, more elements to it. And it's like it made it like, yo, I, I really like this. Instead of like you watch a few with something now and it's like after a while is you get you lose interest. Definitely feel you on that. So uh, Shayna Baszler, me again. I'm just gonna let y'all know right now. I'm looking for Mia Yim to walk out champ. I would like to see it only because Shayna Baszler needs to... Now, I, I, I know I said earlier that they don't need to move anybody up from NXT, but the one person they need to move up would be Shayna Baszler and uh, Jessamyn Duke and Maria Shapira because, honestly, at this point, they, they've done everything that they can do. They have. Uh, far, far as in NXT, far as Shayna Baszler goes, I mean, she's pretty much ran shop uh, the whole entire roster. Uh, of course, other two horsewomen, uh, I think they will be better suited, fitted on the main roster as a tag team, which I'm still kind of confused with that because, I mean, if the women's tag team championship was supposed to be uh, defended, on all brands, then they it would have been perfect. But obviously, we don't see that happening. I mean, we haven't seen a Vanessa Bourne and Aaliyah tag team match for the title, so I don't see that happening in NXT anytime soon. But uh, I forgot about those belts, bro. Just let it go. Well, 
Well, it's, it seems like this past Monday they actually remember. Maybe after everyone's complaining about it, they they finally did something about it. Because let's be honest, the Iconics was just a pawn to hold the titles. Uh, Brian, they do not care about that belt. They don't care about women's wrestling, period, unless they can get their headlines. Like, women's revolution or first women hell in a cell. First women's match, main events, WrestleMania. After they get their little headlines, they don't care. They, they do not give a damn about women's wrestling. Like, so you know they don't care about them belts at all. Like, give up hope on them things, dog. It ain't worth it. I feel like the the main roster does that, but like NXT, they uh, they care about the women's wrestling down there. That's a whole nother world, man. Okay, yeah, that, that, I could definitely agree with you there. I think women's wrestling, uh, as far as the evolution of it and the revolution of it, definitely took place at NXT, and they, they definitely put a lot more time into the product. Uh, but I do, I will, I will have to say that uh, going forward, I do think that these women titles will mean a little bit more, especially with Heyman running Raw. Uh, that I believe Heyman's going to do uh, some things with the women's championship that hasn't been done on the on the on, on the uh, main roster, whether that be the tag team or or the single title. I just I just believe that we're headed into a totally different direction. And of course, everyone heard the news of Chris Cyborg uh, being released from the UFC. Not trying to put anything out there in the atmosphere, but it was said in the past that this is something that she could see herself doing. So, a uh, little rumor alert, and I'm putting it out there, and my sources are Google that shit because I'm not here to educate you. Uh, but I do see Chris Cyborg joining the WWE and possibly being at the next WrestleMania. That's just my prediction. If it does come true, doesn't mean I was, uh, you know, right or I'm some fucking guru. Just an educated guess. Or she might show up at NXT TakeOver being in the crowd. You just never know. She might interfere in the match between uh, Mia Yim and uh, Shannon Blazer. You just, just don't know. But this is kind of too soon, though, because she just got released out of UFC contract like within like seven days ago. Some something around around that sort. I mean, you know, who, who knows? Any anything can happen. I mean, this is a crazy world. Wrestling is like a box of chocolates. You never know what you're gonna get. Uh, but the next match I'm I'm definitely looking forward to is uh, the triple threat match, which we did discuss a little bit earlier. And uh, my pick coming out of that triple threat match, Roger Strong. That'd be lit. Yeah, I think so too. I think Roger Strong, he 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 needs a moment of championship because he hasn't got that one. Like I feel like he's always been overshadowed by the undisputed era of like you know when he turned on Pete Dunne was like yo he's still he's just with them, but he's not really he really didn't earn it you know he was just there for the ride. I can agree with you uh, with that. I mean, uh, dude, when when I saw that in New Orleans, and I was just as shocked everyone as everyone else. I'm just sitting there, 
all of a sudden Roger Strong turns on Pete Dunn. I was not expecting that like at all. And when it did happen, the crowd went nuts. I I fucking marked out. I lost my voice. But it it was a very great move. It was a great chess move. But he has been overshadowed uh, by everyone else in the undisputed eras. It seems like everyone else has earned the title. And, uh, of course, his title run was a result of him turning on his partner. And it was kind of like a free bird rule where Adam Cole just went ahead and just placed the tag team title on him. So, no, he, he didn't earn it. Not not the first go-round, but the second go-round when he did retain championship. Uh, not retain, but uh, get the championship back from Mustache Mountain. Uh that that to me was the point that he earned it. Of course, he had the outside interference, but you know he did earn it. But he definitely deserves a singles push. I mean, the man's a former Ring of Honor champion. I mean, he, he definitely uh, deserves a a title uh, on NXT as far as a singles push. So I'm definitely looking forward to seeing that. And I'm gonna even go bold to even say this: the person that he does pin will not be the Velveteen Dream, but I think he pins Pete Dunne. I can see that too. Well, I guess I'll just pick Pete Dunn to win since nobody else seems to be picking him. So go, Pete Dunn. You got this in the bag. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That seemed like a derail pick. Well, somebody had to pick him. <laughs> <laughs> well, nobody giving him nothing. Everybody picking somebody else. So, hey. But can we shout out Velveteen for performing damn near any type of match possible? And always going to the top of every match possible. You throw this man in singles matches, triple threat matches, multi-man fucking ladder matches, tag matches. He show up every takeover, man. He don't play that. That's going to be something that they can't fuck up when he actually do get called up. I totally agree. I mean, Velveteen Dream could be in a damn thumb, a thumb Wars match and it would be entertaining. Uh, he's just he's just that guy right now, as far as entertainment goes in the side wrestling. He is he he, he is the he is the very brand new enigma in wrestling. You really don't know what to expect from him, but you kind of know what to expect from him. Like you you, you know you know his match is going to be golden, but you don't know how he's going to pull it off. Uh, it's you don't know what he's wearing. You don't know none of that. It's a guess. You just want to see it from start to finish. Yeah, I definitely, definitely agree with that. Definitely agree with that. Uh, Killian Dane versus Matt Riddle. Killian Dane, of course, uh, coming back to NXT once the whole sanity thing did not work on the main roster, mostly due to creative because those guys definitely had a chance to be one of the biggest uh, factions on SmackDown if they would have booked him right. Uh, but I, um, I'm going to let you know right now, I see Matt Riddle taking the L. The only reason why I see him taking the L is because, number one, Killian Dane is going to be the new monster in NXT. You need the monster to have a victory that no one expected him to get. And I think Matt Riddle will have to take this L in order for that to happen. Unfortunately, uh, but it's a good thing because even if Matt Riddle loses, that really doesn't matter. Matt Riddle is always going to get over just because of his persona. I mean, he he doesn't need to win every match in order to be over. I mean, he he can go on a losing streak and he will still be over. So, uh, you know, 
I, I definitely have Killian Dane going over in this match clean. And um, I think uh, that possibly may be a match stiller uh, from from TakeOver. I mean, it, it really depends. Like, the big monsters always end up losing. Braun, Kane, doesn't matter. I don't know. There we go. There we, my shit was muted. I agree. I agree with that. Just like we was talking about earlier. Can't be scary if you're going to lose. What's the point of putting people through fucking stages if you're just going to lose when it's time to wrestle? I don't get it. Because they think just looking scary is enough to, like, carry them. Now, in the scary guy's case, unless he get mad at every match he loses and fucks him up even worse. But how many times can that work? I don't know. They already pushed it. Like, it's not a lot left. That's why they keep trying to make new ones. I mean, they got Braun, maybe. I don't know. Nah. nah he, I think it's past that point where you're trying to make him the scary guy. You just know he big. He fuck shit up. Put his arms up. Crowd go crazy. That's pretty much what he is right about now. But my thing is, I think Killian Dame, I think it's the match going to end with DQ. Is like Killian Games gonna like just whoop some like whoop him up really bad or just do something like throw him off the stage or like do something real brutal to him, you know, and it end like that and then give him that other the extra like yo, he really just beat Matt Riddle the fuck up really bad, you know. I don't know uh, but this is definitely something to be seen. Uh the last two matches on this card, you have Eel Shirai versus Cannon Slaray. Uh I'm gonna I'm gonna be honest, I don't see Candice LeRae winning this match. I think they're really trying to do something with Io Shirai as a heel. And I, I think this is going to end up being Io Shirai going over and eventually having Io Shirai versus Mia Yim for the NXT Championship. That's just my opinion. Uh, what do you all think? I think Candice is going to win this match because she is Johnny Gargano's wife. That's That's all I got. Explain yourself. She's Johnny Gargano's wife. That's that's it. I don't got nothing else. You should know me by now. <laughs> that's all I need. Like, come on, bro. Come on. But I think that was going to uh, go over because she got that new heel persona, and let's see where it goes from there. Like, she got a new entrance. It's, it's working for her too. Yeah. So definitely, it's going to be good. It, it's. She, like, got away from wearing a mask and stuff, and then, like, she's doing her own thing, and then she can do, like, if she plays or if they get rid of her and, like, you know, push her up to the main roster, she can be that new dominant heel, you know? Because they really and don't it's, have that many. It's just yeah, like, her. Yeah, like, we don't have, like, no strong, like, heel women, and they got, like, Vanessa Bourne and the other chick with her, and that's, like, that's pretty much, like, four, and then, like, Jessica Duke and the other chick, that's that's it. She got on that real. Darrell said, ah, I'm out of this one. <laughs> Darrell don't watch too much NXT. Nah, nah, I stepped away for a second. What, what were you guys talking about? Um, I stepped away. Nah, we was talking about NXT Hill women. Who you think going over? Uh, besides you... Saying that it's Johnny's wife, uh, we're saying all the reason why she ain't gonna win that shit. 
You know, she, <laughs> she that's basically what we just. Yeah, I don't, I don't have nothing, but uh, she's Johnny's wife, and uh, couples who are champions works right now. Johnny and Taya, Seth and Becky. That's all I got. Make them champions. What's your take on that? I mean, my take would be very simple. I mean, yeah, I understand there there's someone else's spouse, but at, at the same time. Just giving them the W just because you're so-and-so's wife or so-and-so husband doesn't do anything for them in the long run. I think Candace is going to have to literally scratch and claw her way like Johnny did. And I, I think she's going to have a similar story to Johnny Gargano as far as taking all these L's and loss after loss after loss and finally getting that huge W uh, at, at another takeover. I just don't think it's going to be this takeover. I can see her doing the Johnny Gargano route because he didn't start winning for a while. And when he did, he, that's when he had the crowd behind him. I can see that happening. I mean, she got the, I mean, that that is her gimmick for real. You really don't see too many people booing her. I can't even see her turning heel if she wanted to. See how they tried to make Johnny turn heel? I, they were still cheering for his ass. Yeah, Johnny Gargano's just one of those guys, and the same thing goes with Candice Ray. Uh, you guys can't put them as heels. I mean, they, they just have the perfect face that just says, I'm a face, and that's all that I will ever be. Uh, but the last match uh, on that card, of course, uh, is the NXT Tag Team Championships with the Street Profits and the Undisputed Era. And I'm just going to throw my, my pick out there. I got the Undisputed Era winning the Tag Team Championships. I see Adam Cole's prophecy coming true at this takeover where they all walk out with gold, and that's going to be your next big headline going on here throughout with the next team. Uh, this is a great way to transition the Street Profits into the main roster completely, having them drop the titles the right way, Instead of the way the the War Raiders, Viking Experience, Viking Raiders, War Machine, uh, these two behemoths, um, uh, the Highlanders, whatever you want to call them, uh, this tag team, I think I think they're gonna do it the right way. So um, I do I do believe that they're gonna drop it, and Dana Spiderra walks out tag team champions. Yeah, I'm in the same boat. There's nothing really left for Street Profits to do in NXT, so. I'm actually out there. I think the Street Profits going to retain, you know, just to just keep more eyes on NXT with them on Raw with the belts for now. Until they get that uh, the deal on uh, FSN Ohio or FSN 1. Hey, we got Fort Fox Sports here in Indiana, too. Okay? Yeah, you know. My bad. My bad. And what they what they be playing on FSN in Indiana, man? Uh, every Pacers game because uh, ESPN, TNT, ABC, all of them hate us. Lacrosse, high school basketball. Hey, we ain't talking about that stuff today. I'm just saying, you know, they holding a grudge against the Pacers even though we made playoffs eight out of twelve of the last seasons. I'm just saying, why they playing us? I'll tell you. TNT was rocking with y'all when Paul George and Royal Hibbert was playing. Only during the playoffs. That's it. 
Yeah, they were. We started to go over the uh, Summer Slam card, too. We haven't ran down the whole thing, so I feel like that's, like, what, seven hours long? At a minimal. You know these WWE shows just long. Summer Slam is going to be a part-time job, basically, try, trying yeah. to watch it. Uh, you're, you're looking at anywhere from, including the, the, the kickoff show, you're looking at maybe at minimum six hours, maybe seven hours max. Uh, it's a very long card to get through. And I'm not sure about y'all, but I don't, I'm not sure if I want to predict every match, but if we have to, so be it. I mean, most of this stuff is predictable. Like, Charlotte's probably going to beat Trish, you know, passing the torch. We know Goldberg is going to beat Ziggler. AJ Styles will probably beat Ricochet. Finn Balor is telling everybody he's on vacation. So, you know, Bray Wyatt is going to win that one. Uh, I think Kevin Owens is quits as he loses, so he'll probably win. Um, Becky Lynch will probably lose to Natalia because it's her hometown. Seth Rollins, he's not about to win. Like, he just lost it. The only real toss-up is, like, Bailey and Ember Moon or Kofi versus Randy. That's it. Real easy to predict. <laughs> you got some of those driest heel results ever in the year. You're so awful. Ties, man. I mean, yeah. I mean, they made the car real easy to predict. Like, you can't be telling people you're going on vacation and expect them to be hyped for the match. Come on. Yeah, definitely. Definitely, Bray. I mean, Bray Wyatt's definitely going over in that match. Just. That's not even up for discussion. I mean, you, you don't build this character up for so long and then have him not go over. I mean, it's, it's not like this guy is, is Lord Tensai or anything like that. I mean, this is a lot bigger than that. So I do, I do see Bray Wyatt uh, going over. Uh, another match on that card, of course. Uh, you had, oh, well, you have Roman Reigns versus Mystery Attacker. Which I believe is going to end up going to be Daniel Bryan, which I think Daniel Bryan would actually end up losing that match. Uh, yeah, I think I think it's Daniel Bryan. Uh, I mean, he has nothing better to do with his life. Uh, he, he doesn't have the tag team titles. Uh, he's no longer Captain Planet because he doesn't have enough planetaires. So I think I think that this is definitely over. Uh, I think after this match with Roman Reigns. I would not be surprised to see Daniel Bryan on the 205 Live roster. As crazy as it sounds, I see it happening. Uh, you have the Raw Tag Team Championship being defended. Uh, the OC uh, versus the Usos. And I'm just going to say that the OCs are going to retain. Uh, that's if the Usos make it to the arena. If they don't get pulled over. Uh, then, of course... As long as Jimmy doesn't drive, they'll be fine. <laughs> and uh, I think I think that we pretty much covered at every match. Uh, of course, Becky Lynch versus Natalia. Uh, Natalia's definitely not going to win this match. Although I would love to see her have another title reign, I just don't think they're going to do the cheesy hometown hometown uh, girl winning the title uh, in, inside the country type of thing. I don't think they're going to go that route. They've gone that route numerous times in the past, but I just don't see it happening this time. I think it'll happen. Like, um, they haven't really got much else to do with Natalia. Like, they probably want to give her that last 
feel good moment, you know, like she was one of the women who was like holding it down before this whole women's revolution thing. So they probably want to give her like one last run. So I could see it going down to her hometown. I probably had Brett there and Tyson kid, you know, it'll be her big moment. Like they've done it before. I mean, they don't always do it, but I mean, it's always good to feel good. My thing about, uh, Roman Reigns versus, uh, Damn Brian, you think that's really Dan Brian doing this stuff? Because the stuff looks like it's Rakishi's doing, you know, the attack of the car, the way he swerved into him. I'm like, that's how Rakishi almost took out Stone Cold. I don't know. Like, the whole thing is it, so silly. Like, it could be anybody. Like, it could be, I don't know. It's just so weird. Like, they don't even know yet. They're just trying to fill it in. But you're right. It, it could be Rakishi. I mean, the obvious option would have been Joe because. It's Samoa Joe, but we saw him standing right there by the car. No, stay down, Roman. Is there a medic? Get a medic. You know, like I don't know. It just looked goofy to me. Like it's like flashbacks of when the ninjas got Samoa Joe, but I don't think it's Joe. They'll, they'll probably just pick like some random person on the car. It's like, congrats, you got a match with Roman now. So I don't know. I'm still going with Joe. Fuck all that fake shit. I'm still going with Joe, man. Yeah, I'm still I'm still going with Joe. Even after this past Monday, when, when we've seen the car run into Roman and Joe was walking towards the car. Oh, yeah, but Joe ain't have to be the one driving the car to set it up. Okay, okay. All I, right. still think, I still think you got something behind it. I think he has some Samoan money pay a driver to try to take out his other oops. That's what I think happened. And I think on Sunday, he's going to explain everything. Because they got a video package from everything, from these guys beeping and all that stuff. Already. I mean, you go back in time and you go past this feud and you see all this shit happening because they already got the video package lined up. I mean, ah. It was Jimmy Uso. Jimmy Uso is the one. <laughs> He was trying to leave the arena and he just hit Roman by accident. That's that's why the car stopped for a second. (laughs) He had to check it okay. (laughs) Jimmy Uso was like, Oh my bad, bro. Uh damn, I thought you was somebody else. My bad. (laughs) Just drive right off. Right. (laughs) (laughs) He he was just trying to get out. That's that's all. It's Jimmy Uso. Just so random, like what? Do Primo and Epico still work there? We, if they still do, it it could be them. Just Primo and Epico come out, I'm like fuck it. Yes, yes, they they do. Haven't had a match and gotten all alone, but yeah, they still work. That's good for them. I like them when they show up. <laughs> it's gonna be the Arthur's of pain. That's gonna be both of them. Just both of them come out on the ramp like we did it, Roman. We ran you over for the people. (laughs) Hey, that could be it. Because they haven't been on TV in forever. I'll see why not. Just fuck it. Just anybody. Or, uh... 
uh, Buddy Murphy. Buddy Murphy. He hasn't been on uh, the main roster yet. <laughs> no, 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 no. Be anybody, man. The fuck, Godly Gooker did the shit, man. No, no. Anybody, man. The Shockmaster did it. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I can see that. Just it was an accident. Just fuck Shockmaster. Okay. He's about the clumsiest motherfucker in the game, so I, I, I don't want to put nothing past me. All that shit could really be accidents. Fucking with the shotmaster. It's uh, this is man. Don't like it's it's me all along. He's gonna come out and say it's me, Roman. It's me all along. <laughs> like yeah, remember that spear, motherfucker? I ain't forget. Vince <laughs> getting that payback. Vince might break yeah. in half if he run a car into somebody else, though. <laughs> What's your guys' take wow. on Cave Velasquez, though, wrestling this past weekend at AAA? Anybody see the highlights or anything? I'm all for anybody who wants to try wrestling. Everybody should join the side. Come on in. You already got a big name somewhere else? You're automatically bringing your fan base to what we like? I'm all for it. I'm tired of seeing these washed-up MMA fighters come in and try to be wrestlers now. Stay home. Don't come in. It's just stay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, damn, man. I'm for real. I don't, don't want to see y'all old asses no more. Y'all washed up. <laughs> oh, man. Damn, man. Yo, you lose a bunch of fights, and then it's like, okay, I want to be a professional wrestler now. That was my, always my dream. No, like, that's come the, on. That's the celebrity attraction, man. That's the Floyd Mayweather at their WrestleMania, man. Man, that shit don't even sound right coming out your mouth. Big Shot versus Floyd Mayweather don't sound right coming out your mouth, man. But it happened, and it was pretty damn entertaining, man. You gotta have that. You gotta have something coming into a big event like that, man. Came Velasquez, they knew what they was doing. Man, they need to keep a old ass home. <laughs> like I'm, I can't do it. <laughs> Every time your career starts slipping. Stay home, bro. Don't don't come try to be a wrestler now. Like, okay, you got knocked out a couple times. All right, we keep doing that. We gonna keep getting a bunch of washed up MMA fighters in every promotion. Like Daniel Cormier. I'm ready to ask over here, man. But Kane was actually decent in the ring. I watched the match, and he was like, you know, he was doing some shit. He did a fucking hurricane and everything. I was like, yo, what the fuck? Kane was really, really, really impressive. I had nothing bad to say about him. Just like. Once he learns more and more, he's going to be pretty solid. And, like, he respects the business, and he's, like, a fan, too, you know? That's all it takes to impress you. Just just a Hurricane Rana. That's it. Nothing else. <laughs> pretty much, yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll have you know, Scott Steiner's 57. And he pulled off a Frankensteiner. Yeah, he pulled one out Saturday. I'm like, yo, that's, like, great. He put the Frankenstein. I'm like, yo, that looks pretty nice. I'm like, yeah, that's like one of the best ones he did like within the last like ten years. Yeah, but I still don't want to see every MMA fighter in their career and go be a pro wrestler. Like, I'm tired of seeing it already. Like, everybody can't be good at it. Like, some people just gotta be fans. No more. I mean, but we've been seeing it uh, for years. I mean, Dan Severn, Trash, Ken Shamrock. Okay. 
Tank Tank Abbott. Trash. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying. Hey man, don't be disrespecting our dance ever like that, man. That nigga won. Fuck yeah, he was like the only champion to have like an MMA title and a wrestling title at the same time. He was NWA champion and UFC super fight champion or heavyweight at the same time. Like nobody ever did that. All right, so Ken Shamrock get a pass, but y'all, all them other dudes you name is washed up. Like they could have stayed their ass at home. Like, one no point in them even like coming out the house for no reason. <laughs> But Dan oh, Severn man. wasn't washed up when he was wrestling. He was like in his prime doing UFC and fighting Hoist Gracie and wrestling. Okay, we'll give Ken Shamrock pass. We'll give Dan Severn a pass. But we just let every MMA dude in. That's how we end up with Bob Sapp. <laughs> so Tom Tom Lawler, he's a MMA fighter. He's wrestling. He's doing a damn good job. Is he? I mean, okay. Maybe. He gets an exception. All right, he can have one too. Yo, hell yeah, he kicks ass. Yeah, he he, he kicks ass. He, he he definitely gets a pass, I man. Especially the work he's been doing in MLW. I mean, he's he's the current AIW absolute champion. I mean, he's he's been putting in work. I mean, but we, we can't forget about King Mo, who stepped into the impact zone. I mean, so. You know, there's a there's a there's a handful of people that that we could talk about transcending from MMA to, of course, uh, the the wrestling ring. Now, wh- whether or not that works out to the best of its uh, ability is a whole different story. I mean, you have Sonya Deville, uh, who has an MMA background, who who's actually pretty damn good. I mean, just watching it this past Monday, but. You know, not not everyone is going to turn out like a like a Ronda Rousey, like a Ken Shamrock, like a Filthy Shayna Baszler. I mean, and not not everyone's going to turn out like like a Matt Riddle. I mean, there's there's very few far in between that's able to transition just right into into the next sport. I mean, hell, even Michael Jordan tried try to transition from basketball to baseball and unfortunately he was not able to get to that major level. So, you know, we don't we, we don't technically know uh, you know, who's gonna be good, but a lot of those people that I named on that list were just absolutely horrible and Tank Abbott top tops the list as hands down just the worst transition. I mean, come on. He was three counts mascot. He was three counts manager. It's like no, no. Not everyone's going to transition well from MMA to wrestling, but uh, we we do need to start vetting them as they do come through. Like you know, ask them the basics. Like why why are you here? If, if you're just to, to collect the check, then get in line. I think everyone wants to collect the check, but if you're here because you actually have love for the game and love for the sport, and you're actually able to contribute something to it, then you know we'll we'll let you in, but. We as fans have to be able to vet them out, uh, but that's neither here nor there. That's that, that, that's another story uh, in its own. Speaking of Matt Riddle, man, Matt Riddle with his comments on past WCW wrestlers, Jesus, I love I love the fact that he holds back no punches. And he's one of the guys that he can talk shit on Twitter, but. Ten times out of ten, you know he can back that shit up. 
I mean, that that's just what it is because not only he's a wrestler, but he's a legit fighter. Like, if Matt Riddle says, I'll beat your ass, it's a pretty much sure bet that he's going to beat your ass. I mean, I wouldn't bet against it. I'm sorry. I'm not going to bet against it. You know, this man, this man's been trained professionally for X amount of years, and he pretty much knows different ways of whooping my ass uh, multitudes of ways, and I, I, I probably know maybe three three or four ways to, to knock somebody out. This man has at least ten without even thinking about it. So if Matt Riddle says he, he can kick somebody's ass, and in this case he says Chris Jericho, and he, he basically called Chris Jericho soft, baby shit, you know, dear me, not tough at all. But, uh, you know, I do believe that that's something that can legitimately uh, happen. Did, did Matt Riddle have a point by saying that no, no one's really searching for a Goldberg match? He's, he's right. I mean, you know, the matches were too short for you to even be re- remembering the matches uh, his time in WCW. I think his longest matches were against DDP and if I'm not mistaken, Kevin Nash. Those were his two longest matches but within that whole entire history of WCW. When you look at guys like Lance Storm, who I'm going to have to disagree with Matt Riddle when he called him boring. I mean, yeah, his character is boring. But far as a wrestler, no. This, this guy is hands down one of the greatest uh, to ever come out of, uh, out, out of Canada, period. I mean, I like Lance Storm and all, but he's not exactly, like, super charismatic. No, of course. But, like, he's one of the best technical wrestlers of all time. Like, I don't know. But Lance, he was always dope, though. But, like, Matt Riddle, it's going to be awkward, like, this weekend in in Toronto where him and, like, Goldberg might interact with each other. they, They might run into each other in Toronto, but... He really can beat Chris Jericho's ass. Like the way Chris Jericho looks, and like he's in bad shape, drinking all the time at concerts. Like he dust Jericho, and he's calling out Booker T. Like Booker T, like he beat up Batista, but like Matt Riddle might choke him out and put him some shit, and I'd be upset to hear about that. I don't know. Booker T might be able to take Matt Riddle. You know, he got that old black man strength. He might be able to handle it. He got one left, bitch. Exactly. You never know. He might throw a car at Matt Riddle. He, you never know what he might do. Yeah. I don't want to see Booker T get bought up, man, on the floor by Matt Riddle. That one would hurt me personal, but anybody else, he can beat up. He can beat up Lance Storm and Chris Jericho. Nah, you know, and Booker been to jail, too. He, he got some jail fight experience. I don't know if Matt got that. I don't know, man. That's the, that, That's a toss-up, you know. You know, Booker Booker T's from from Houston, Texas. Uh, down down south, we just we just fight a little bit different down south. It's I, it's, it, I mean, it's it's literally anything that we can find that just may be what may end up side your head. So you know, it, it could be a rock, it, it could be a water hose, it, it could be anything that that we find. I mean, but uh, I don't know. Book, Booker T just just looked like the type. That that that'll probably pull some shit out of his uh out, out of his whole entire fighting style that you never thought that he had, like like might pull a prison shank or something. You know, you never know what Booker T got up his sleeve, bro. You can't predict him. Exactly. 
is that Booker Booker T's coming coming from a point where he literally had to fight for his life. And I'm not saying I'm not saying Matt Riddle didn't have to fight for his life, but not underneath those circumstances. So so uh, I I don't know that that's a toss up. I mean, you know, I'm black. I'm going with the black guy. I got Booker T. <laughs> <laughs> I might take Matt in the octagon, but a fight? No. Oh yeah, for sure in the octagon, but just just a straight up fight. Nah. Yeah, straight up fight, dark alley somewhere. Man, you don't know what Booker T got on. I'm not. I'm not taking Matt Riddle in the alley versus Booker T. Well, when the fights are going down this weekend, either Booker T versus Matt Riddle or Matt Riddle versus Goldberg, they got to go down. Booker got one in them. I think Matt Riddle versus Goldberg has a better chance of happening than Riddle versus Booker T. I, it really just depends on if Matt Riddle starts talking. Oh yeah, definitely, definitely. If uh. If I think I think Matt Riddle's not going to look for the fight, but I, I think if Goldberg approaches him first and starts, you know, flapping his gums, and I think I think Matt Riddle just may have to check him. I mean, I know Goldberg is like Superman to some of these fans, but I would hope that he uh, he knows better than to like pick a fight with Matt Riddle. Like I know he got a couple weight classes on him and all that, but. Matt Riddle is like legit MMA dude, and I'm I'm just hoping nobody gets in Goldberg's head. It's like you got it. So as long as he knows better, things will be okay. I don't I don't really see a fight going down. I hope he does. Know, I hope he does know better. If not, he's gonna be on the floor balled up. Like damn, Goldberg got knocked up by Matt Riddle in this video. Nah, don't, don't do Goldberg like that. Don't don't have him in fetal position, all laid out. They need that check. Ain't nobody getting balled up this weekend, man. Unless it's in that ring, man. They know better than that. Goldberg ain't fucking up his money. They gonna wait till they get back on the internet and talk that shit to each other. But, but this day and age now is like, you know, even wrestling fans, like the whole AEW versus WWE fans and WWE versus the world fans on Twitter is like, it, it, the shit's turns like gang warfare, but it's like, it's all wrestling today. White fans enjoy it, you know? People just want to compare and like, some people just watch a whole show just to shit on it, which is kind of weird. And it's like, you know only watch this shit or this shit is like Laura brand and never watch it in a day in their life. So you can't really judge it. So it's like, it's all a lot of weird shit out there. Just if you don't like it, just don't watch or entertain it. You know? Yeah. I, I, I would have to agree with that. I mean, you know, you, you have AEW versus WWE. You have podcasters versus podcasters, which I think is the dumbest shit ever. Uh, but Man, that is the dumbest shit ever, though. I, I don't even... How does that even exist, man? Man, you know how it exists. Like, we've been in it before. Like, not on purpose, but... Mm, never mind. Yeah, no, no, no. no, 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 no. <laughs> there is no holding your tongue. This is your show, my man. Alright, alright. Was it, um... That dude... Benny? We had on our show. Yeah, Benny. We had him on the show. And then he went and started his own show and it was like talking greasy. Was it him? I don't think that was I thought that was that dude named Trash. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, that's him. 
Then he was a guest that we brought on that Dom knew. Yeah. Then right. he was the cool guy with the Marvel, with the classic WCW. He was he was cool. We need to bring his ass back. On a time limit, but yeah, the, bring him back. <laughs> yeah, but it was that dude trash, man. I remember that shit. His shit lasted for about thirty seconds after he quit and tried to join his own shit. I don't I don't know what the deal is, bro. Like, drop a rap this. Ah, get up off all that bullshit, man. Go listen to this. You'll be right. I know. Like, I, I don't know what the point is. Like, podcast me, come on, dog. Really? I don't, I, I don't either. I mean, I, I actually had to call out a, a, a guy about it. It was like, dude, why are you beefing with me and I don't have any beef with you, first of all? And why are you beefing on Twitter beside this? And it's like, come on, man. I'm grown. You grown. You, you can reach me through the DM or you can reach me by my phone. Like, either way, bro, it's like, this shit, nah, fam, that ain't it, player. I don't know. I, I just feel like podcast beef is so childish. Like, we can talk over the internet into some microphones with each other. Like, like it ain't going to be no real fight and nothing like that. Like, like what's the worst thing happen? Somebody get their feelings hurt a little bit? It ain't, it's not even real. But you know what? We should start some more. I'm about to start some of that beef right now with a little group called Nerd Court. We starting podcast beef. Y'all hear this shit? They be talking so much shit about us on their show. Yeah, yeah. That's why it's beef. It's beef, Nerd Court. Man, they, they called us dumbasses one day. I was like, damn, okay. <laughs> but, but for real, they cool dudes. Shout out to Nerdcore, yeah, though, man. We fuck with them, man. We fuck with all podcasts, yeah, man. This shit is Yeah, but, pie, but podcast beef got to be the most silliest thing. Internet beef is, too. Like, I, I say like this. A person beef with me, it just, I have no beef with anybody. They're just mad just to be mad, you know? I can care less. Like, some people are like, oh, that such and such person don't like you. I don't really care. I'm just, you know, I'm not going to interfere with what I'm doing every day. So, so big, you know? So, I ain't beefing with nobody. Exactly. No podcast beef. All love. Yeah, that 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 podcast beef is senseless. Like like I like I told the individual, I told him straight up. I said, "Listen, I don't fight anybody for free. I damn sure ain't about to, about to argue with you for free. Like if, if we're not gonna make any type of money off this, well, you know, if you if you want to step into a ring and box for it, like you know, for charity." That's something different. But far as me just running up on you and swinging on you, it's like, nah, fam, I'm cool. Like, I need to, I, I need to make sure I have some money out of this situation. Like, if, if that was happen, let me have some bond money to the side. Like, I made money off this affair, but I ain't about to just, you know, argue with nobody and nothing comes out of it monetarily. You know, that's just that's just pointless to me. If it don't make money, it really don't make sense. So at the end of the day, if you're looking to beef with myself or Power Bomb Jitsu or any other podcast, first of all, you're lame because you're in the same business that same business that we're at, and you beefing with somebody in the same business that you're in is only telling me one thing: you're only looking to get attention because you're not getting enough attention. And that's all that is. But uh, far, far as me beefing with anybody, listen, 
if it don't make money, it don't make sense. And if you ain't making sense, I ain't got time for it. I wonder how they just blow down on you when you got some internet beef. Yeah, use that motherfucker make that jiff about me, huh? <laughs> <laughs> how does that? Oh, you the motherfucker posted that mean bitch? Uh, uh, I want to see that happen, man. Like, how do you even get that mad about some shit like that? And you can easily just block a motherfucker. Just turn your computer off for a minute, you know? Yeah, and that, that's that's the thing. Like literally, at the past AIW show, I had one. I had one guy that was there, and I'm not. I'm not going to call anyone's names out because you know it's, I'm not going to do that. But he literally, he literally stopped me in the middle of my trash. He was like, "Hey, thank thank you for calling out so and so on on that pointless podcast beef. I don't know why he was beefing with you in the first place." And I I told him literally, hey, it's, it's water underneath the bridge for me because to me, literally, uh, like I said before, if it's if it's not gonna be beneficial to 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 where something is gained out of this, like it's one thing, it's 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 one thing to, to talk shit and be be direct. It's another thing to talk shit inside this. You know what I'm saying? It's like, if that if that's your whole thing, then that, that's cool. You know, do you. But far far as me, you know, you know, entertaining it for a long period of time, you can scratch that. Like, you know, if if you're looking for beef, if you're looking for beef, in the words of Magic Johnson, I ain't going to be there. Like, straight up, I'm not going to be there next year. Like, I'm not, I'm not with that shit. That shit is pointless. No, the wrestling community as a whole, we're we're small. I mean, I know I, I know it seems like we're large in numbers because we know so many people on Twitter, but we're we're actually a small community that's closeted for most of the part. And I I think if you're if you're gonna hate on anyone that's in the same community as you, I think that's just dumb. I mean, at this at this point, you know, you should be networking with everyone you can get a chance to network with because the only way any of us is able to grow is to be able to pull someone up as, as you go up, you know, we, we can't be crabs in a barrel trying to tear someone down as soon as someone is able to climb out the bucket. Like that, that, that shit is counterproductive. Uh, I've, I've always been the type of person that is like, Hey, look, if I can help anyone out, then I'm going to do it. If I can show you, if, if I can show you where, where where this move made me success, then yeah, it's it's my obligation as a you know as a as a person that's in the same field as you to to give you the same knowledge that that was uh, passed down to me. Like you know, the game the the game the game is to be sold, not not told. You know, and for for me, it's like you know. I'm not going to number one shit on anybody that's doing the same thing as me, and number two, I'm not going to hinder anybody that's doing the same thing as me. Like, if anything, I've always been the type I want everyone to be successful. I don't want nobody to go home hungry. If you're at the table with me, you you already know you, you're going to eat. Like, you know, there's a plate for you. There's no such thing as scraps. No, you're getting a whole meal. So I don't, I, I, I just don't believe in taking food out of anyone's mouth or, you know, tear, tearing anyone down in order to make myself look good. Like that shit right there is pointless. And it just shows, and it just, it just shows people your, your, your true nature. 
and you know, and the one of what one of the things that that was said was, uh, you know, well, I have to make sure, I have to make sure to keep my enemies close, and you know, and keep well, no, I have to make sure to see keep my friends close and keep my enemies closer. Well, you know. In your mind, I'm your enemy. In my mind, I ain't got no problem with you. So at the end of the day, you're beefing with yourself. So at the moral of this message is pull everyone up, man. That beefing shit is for the birds, literally. That shit is for the birds. If you're not, if you're not in this game to network and try to pull someone up along with you, then you're in the wrong business. Facts. That was some great talk. I feel like that's the way we should end our show. Y'all kick that knowledge in your head. You hear that shit, Nerd Court? You hear that? <laughs> oh, really? You hear that shit? Oh, don't, don't start none, chat. Bro, chat gonna come kick your ass. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. We fucks with them tough, man. They always trolling us on our page. We get them back. See, that's that's how it is, man. We connected. That's how it's supposed to be. Yeah, the Nerdcore dudes are cool as fuck. They're cool. But yeah, man, I think that's a good way to end this shit right here, bro. That that, that was some knowledge right there, dog. That was some game, dog. No problem, no problem. Yes, thank you. But as we always like to end this shit, thank y'all for listening, man. We always come through when we got a guest, though, man. It's always some damn gold. Want to run those names by them again? Plug everything back in just in case they like to fast forward and shit? Sure, no problem. Of course, you can follow us at Marshall Mike's. That is M-A-R-K-S-W-I-T-H-M-I-C-S on Twitter, on Instagram, on the Book of Faces, uh, Facebook, Facebook, Instagram, we really got to work on. I'm just going to keep it 1,000 with you. But updates coming soon. Of course, you can purchase our merchandise at whatamaneuber.net. Type in Mark's Mike's, and you can go ahead and select one of our shirts there uh, on the website, whether it be the Mark's and Mike's logo in NWO style or whether it be the Wrestling 25 8 t-shirt because wrestling is 25 hours a day, 8 days a week. It's not enough time to keep up with it, but you're just so damn addicted to it that you got to try to keep up. And, of course, you can follow us on our YouTube channel for the time being at Marks at Night where you can go ahead and tune in to Season 1 and 2 of the show. Season 3 is on the way, currently still recording and editing and will be released on a streaming platform coming up this September, which we will make the big announcement with them next month. Now, let me get ours out the way. Now, you know where y'all can follow us at Powerbomb Jutsu. No need to spell it out. You're probably already following us. Follow me at B underscore Young 23. That O is a zero. Follow my man Darrell at Original King D. Follow my man Dom at Dom underscore Moon. You go to her Blurs Online page. Check us out on Instagram. Psych, we ain't got no motherfucking Instagram. I mean, we got Facebook, though. No, we don't. Yes, we do. Technically, we do. I just I just wanted to make sure we got the name. Oh, man, how you gonna make an Instagram and not tell us? I, I didn't think about can it. You know, give me it. I can post, I can post like, Yo, all the old uh, wrestling and stuff we got. 
Man, I just wanted to make sure nobody grabbed the name. It's, it's Sorry, all... people. We do got an Instagram. Go follow the Instagram. What's the name? <laughs> What's the name, Darrell? It's just Powerbomb Juice. Well, it's at Powerbomb Juice. Yeah. Our Facebook can't be called that because they said we ain't a group. <laughs> I don't have Facebook. But you can follow us at Demaria Reed. <laughs> that's, <laughs> that's still Powerbomb Juice. I think that's all of ours, too. Oh, man. Yeah, that's that's everything. You know it's professional. We gotta get you some some media training, man. Fuck me up on Instagram, man. I, I was on a roll, bro. I was on a roll. Oh my bad. I, hey, look, I forgot all about it till you mentioned it. But that was cool, dog. I appreciate you for coming on here, man. We got to do this more often. I like this shit. Most definitely, man. Most definitely, I'm always down for it, man. I can't wait for this episode to get released. And if you are listening to this episode, make sure you tune in this Friday on all of the platforms where podcasts are available, whether that be Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Pocket Cast, CastBox, Stitcher. I know I'm forgetting a few, Radio Public, but you, you get the drift. Just tune in to Marks and Mics on any of these uh, platforms to listen to the podcast. Leave a comment in there, and who knows, we may just go ahead and let everyone know about this coming that you left on the next show. But uh, we look forward to hearing from you all. And we definitely look forward to doing a crossover episode where we have you all on the show as well. This is definitely a great experience. And I'm definitely glad that I actually opened up when I seen you guys there at this past AIW show. It was definitely meant to be. And with that being said, I'm Mr. Six Foot Nine. I definitely enjoyed myself here at Pirate Bomb Jitsu, and I look forward to coming back again. Bam! You know I'm the go. Hey, yeah. Hey, you know I'm the go. Hey, yeah. 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 I brag and I glow, hey, yeah, you know I'm the GOAT, yeah, hey, you know I'm the GOAT, yeah, you know I'm the GOAT, I brag and I glow, I'm the yacht in the boat, my y'all got a moat, I'm never gon' vote, you niggas is sensitive for staying woke, just need me a bitch that's gon' swallow and I choke, my shit is together, my duck's in a row, you already see it, you know how I do, smoke on my niggas, get lit with my crew, my kicks is clean, you know that they knew, never been wrong, you know that I'm true, <laughs> shit, where do you knew? Well, yeah, I'll give you a clue, bitch I'm the GOAT, bitch I'm the GOAT, bitch I'm the GOAT, I brag and I glow, bitch I'm the GOAT, bitch I'm the GOAT, Bitch, I'm the GOAT. I brag and I glow. Bitch, I'm the GOAT. You know I'm the GOAT. Bitch, I'm the GOAT. I brag and I glow. You know I'm the GOAT. You know I'm the GOAT. I brag and I glow. You know I'm the GOAT. Bitch, and I glow. Bitch, I glow. Bitch, I glow. You know I'm the GOAT. I brag and I glow. You smoke but I toke. You niggas jokes. Sorry. My jersey retired. Fuck my job. I hope it gets fired. Been down for so long. I'm feeling so tired. Fuck serving them tables and washing the dishes. Yup, bitch, I'ma get it. You know I'ma spend it. You know that I earned it. I'm probably gonna risk it. Eating some triscuits. What's next to my wish list? Hey, 
Bitch, I'm the GOAT. Bitch, I'm the GOAT. Bitch, I'm the GOAT. I'm bragging, I glow. Bitch, I'm the GOAT. Bitch, I'm the GOAT. Bitch, I'm the GOAT. Bragging, I glow. I get it and go. You already know. Bitch, I'm the GOAT. I brag and I glow. Bitch, and I glow. Bitch, I glow. Bitch, I glow. Bitch, I glow. 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 Hey. Yeah. My click. Go. 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 Shout out. Chase. Hey. Fresco. We in place. Shout out, Mace. Hey. Hey. Bitch, I'm the GOAT. Bitch, I'm the GOAT. Hey. Yeah. Bitch, I'm the GOAT. So, bitch, I'm the go, go, so, bitch, I'm the go, 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 bitch, I'm the go, yeah, uh, don't go, go, say, yeah, bitch, I'm the go, so, go, bitch, I'm the go, 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 no, bitch, I'm the go, 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 no, bitch, I'm the go, Yeah, hey, bitch, I'm the goat. Yeah, hey, bitch, I'm the goat.